0: I thought, you know, we had some growing pains even in this game. And uh, hopefully we got some guys, some key time that will help them moving forward, uh, especially if these injuries last a while.
1: It's the future. Down and distance. WGNRadio.com.
2: What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Down and Distance. Jared Payton. Solo mission today by myself, my co-host, Sean Davis, is not in studio, but it gives me a chance to kind of vent. And I think it's only right and fitting that I get a chance to be by myself on a Monday morning after a Bears game on a Sunday night in front of national TV audience. Everybody gets to see my favorite team of all time, my favorite team of all time take the football field after being humiliated at the home opener week two against the Eagles and then week three a short week and then you get another rookie quarterback mind you I mean first you had Carson Wentz in week two then you had Dak Prescott in week three it's uh there's cause of concern when you look at uh this this Bears team right now. Um, it's a uh, it's very very tough. Last night, thirty one to seventeen, the Bears lose again. The second straight year, this team starts zero and three. Right. Cause of concern? Yes, there's a lot of concern. Um, I think a, a lot of things that kind of happen early on. Hold on one second. Everybody got phone callers calling in. Who who am I talking to right now? Who is this? Uh, yeah. Say it again. Johnny. What up, Johnny? How you doing, man? You good? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Man, I can't complain right now, man. I'm just actually sitting here, just uh, Facebook live and sitting in studio. Uh, did you watch the Bears game last night? Yeah, it is. Uh your thoughts on the Bears game or your thoughts on this this Bears team.
0: Um, they're just not doing that hot this year.
2: No, they're not. And definitely gotta figure out a way to uh to kind of figure this thing out. But uh who's your favorite player on this team right now? Can you give me that?
0: Oh, Sean Jeffrey.
2: Ooh, last night looked a little bit hobbled last night with that knee. You could tell he wasn't a hundred percent, but you really see the difference of having a guy like like Alshon Jeffrey on the football field and what he means. Uh, they they got to figure out more ways to get him the football, and I think it also helps about the receivers maybe around him if they can start making more plays. We saw Kevin White last night actually make some plays, so hopefully we can start seeing this, uh, this thing progress a little bit more and uh, keep getting better, man. But I appreciate you calling me, man. All right, thank you, man. All right, take care, bro. Yep. As always, I can't really hear the phones, but let me get back to this rant real quick. So, two straight weeks, man. I'm I'm watching this team against rookie quarterbacks and 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 listen, I get it. The the way the parity is with this NFL, it's a lot different than it used to be. We're starting to see quarterbacks that are coming out of college that are right and ready for the big lights and the big stage. Um, One thing that gets me is is that I look at a lot of these organizations, which are successful organizations, that I kind of look up to and want to emulate and want to be like of watching my favorite team and um, just go, uh, let's go along some, some names and some, some organizations, the, the Patriots, you know, every single year they figure it out to to want to figure out how to live the Patriot way and find guys that fit their system. So when I was looking at the bears coming in, when Ryan Pace took over, I was thinking that this was going to be more of, Oh, I see the idea. I I see what he's trying to do. He right he's trying to be the patriots of the Midwest. Have a system, have coaches, have those coaches put them in their place, they're strong enough to be able to take the talent that you get to mold them to what you want to be or where you want to go. And it's cool. I think the hardest part is watching youngsters and I'm 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 all up for this youth movement. With the Chicago Bears, listen, there's a youth movement going on in the city of Chicago, and we're not just talking about the Chicago Bears, the youth movement that happened with the Chicago Cubs, watching the Cubs be able to build what they build with Theo and Jed, what they built from the ground up, of really understanding their talent, bringing their talent in. And now we're starting to see them reap the benefits of the success of this young talent that's with this Cubs team. We're also talking about another organization that does it by the book that I truly love, and that's the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks have done the same thing. Right now, we're looking at a t- at an opportunity as camp's about to start that there's a lot of youngsters that could crack this roster. And I know we're, I'm crazy thinking about youngsters. I mean, to me, Patrick Cade and Jonathan Tays are still young, but, but w- w- there's a youth movement. So anytime that you get a youth movement, and the Cubs, a different story. The Blackhawks have a core. The Bears, there really wasn't a core. And I guess the core that you had there, you ended you ended up getting rid of the core. You got rid of the core. The core was certain guys that were there, it, regardless of wanting to pay them enough, regardless of if they fit what your mentality was in your locker room, the Bears, since Ryan Pace came in, has re model this whole entire roster it's not the same we it's not the same there's jay cutler's left that's that's who's left everything else has changed and i get it sometimes guys get older you don't want to pay them money but you always have to have some type of backup plan right when you when you make a decision, like hopefully you have some backup plan, like everything that I do, I always research and know, okay, this could happen. Even if I, it doesn't happen or I'm not right or what's going to come next, at least I have some type of plan and maybe Ryan Pace, John Fox, and this organization thought that when you got rid of guys with a lot of production, like Matt Forte and Martellus Bennett, that you had guys like Zach Miller, who I think is a great player. Uh, He he shows last night what he can do when he's healthy and playing. And I know it was, you know, late touchdowns. But still, watching him play, there's something special to him. Um, Another guy like Matt Forte, uh, like it or not, he's getting old whatever. I mean, the production that you lost out of those two positions, at the running back and the tight end position, there's a reason. There's a reason why that you see now the the productivity that's there now is – you're going to have to wait. You're going to have to wait for it to reap those benefits in the long run. Hopefully, it's going to happen. Um, I don't understand certain things that go on and how this offense is moving because the offense is, is a work in progress. And I'm still trying to figure out how all these new pieces kind of mix and match. That offensive line has been patched together. It's been a from the beginning of the season revolving door of trying to mix pieces in and new pieces and then, you know, you go out and get Josh Sitton and then Cody Whitehair moves from guard to center and, and Kyle Long from last year moving outside to back to inside. It's That's going to be a work in progress. And understanding offensive lines and how they work, they only get better with time in the practice field and in a game. So it's the only way the only way and guess what in practice rarely are you going live rarely are you going full speed and guys hitting you because during the week we know now things have changed it's about being healthy by the time that you play so you're not really getting the same looks that you get in the game so more than likely you're really getting the real only looks in with game and live footage unless you're getting reps while you're sitting there watching and that reps are good don't get me wrong it's not the same when things are live the offensive line is going to be a work in progress i get that but when we look at different positions, right, when we look at different positions, let, let's go – why not go to um, the running back position? You know, a lot of people talked about this, and I never crowned him. I, I really – I respected what Jeremy Langford did last season coming in and filling in for Matt Forte. I, I saw what that young man could do, and I said, man, this guy has the potential to to do something – pretty great because who would ever thought no one thought that Matt Forte when he came out of Tulane was going to be what he ended up being like if you knew that you must watch a lot of like football like that that I don't watch because I thought he could be good but I didn't serviceable but I didn't think he would be as big of of a namestake in what he left at a position here in Chicago that is that almost has been doomed since my father left right it really has I mean, you can rattle off the names. If you go on to YouTube or you go to Google and you Google Bears running backs, after my dad, things just started to literally drop off, right? Like, just was not the same. It, 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 it wasn't the same. And so I was thinking, man, big shoes to fill for you know this guy coming in. He exceeded my expectations. He was the consummate pro. He did everything that you'd want, the way that he worked, the way that he was inside, the way inside the locker room, the way he was with his teammates. Uh, But the way that he worked, to me, shines so bright because then you saw that actually translate over to Sundays. All I want to see is is that when you come out on the field now where Jeremy Langford, yes, you were there last year and you filled in time, but to me, no one with a small sample size, he has not shown me that – he's the man for the job that like it's his starting position not enough he hasn't shown me enough to say his starting position or that why is it that he needs to get his three carries before Jordan Howard can come in listen Jordan Howard is knocking on the door ladies and gentlemen and if you watch his film you watch his film from college I see why the Bears liked him I see why the Bears used a pick on that youngster I talked to him last week and I told him I said listen man we talked before the season started and I told him I said the biggest thing that you're gonna have to do is understand pass protection son I said what do you want to get better at he said I want to I've been working on my hands a lot more out of the backfield I said man if you can learn how to do that This game is going to come easy to you. Just learn the pass protection and understand that because coaches can't put you in the game when you got the goose that laid the golden egg behind you. That's every single quarterback. I don't care if it's Brian Hoyer. I don't care if it's Jay Cutler. In the NFL, that's what quarterbacks are looked at. They're looked at the golden goose. You can't get him hurt. and We know how valuable that position is. So you have to make sure that you protect them every time. And so I started to watch him last night. And it it doesn't make sense about the flow of the game and how games are being called. So on the offensive side of the ball, I have to go to Dow Loggins and try to figure out how he what he's seeing calling the game and is is it a little bit too much for him? Is this position I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's still a sample size. It's it's week three. And I'm, I'm having an issue because I don't know just this team in general, but offensively, what their identity is as a football team. But offensively, I don't know what they're trying to do. Because if you watch this team from the beginning of training camp to preseason, what I thought was going to be this Bears team's calling card was running the football. I thought it was going to be a running back by committee. I thought they were going to say, you know what, let's go back to the old school days of what John Fox did before he got here and all the other stops before he got to Chicago. He didn't rely on just one running back. He had – they changed it up. And if you had – to me, you had three serviceable backs that if you get rid of a a Matt Forte, then dang it, you better figure out a way to be able to to maybe even have somewhere close to production – with that, with those three. So if you're going to get rid of one that is a big part of your offense and production, then you need to use all three of these running backs and figure out a way to, to get all that production to, to equal what Matt was doing or come close to it. Because running the football in this league, and I know we're getting into this pass-heavy, want to spread everything out and five wides, and I get all that. But – The essence of the game of football comes down to one simple thing. The run opens up the pass. Simple. It's so simple. If you can show that you can run the football and that you will be disciplined in running the football, even when it's not there, even when it's not there, if you commit to the football and running the ball, guess what? Defenses have – they have to put eight, nine men in the box. If they're getting gashed – if they're getting gashed, they have to put eight, nine men in the box, which opens up for what? Oh, we got one-on-one matchups outside. But it's so hard, and I get it. Listen, I, I understand by watching this Bears team has been down in games, and when you're down in games, what's the hardest thing to do? Commit to the run. Well, newsflash, this Bears team is not good. Plain and simple. Can they get better? And do I expect them to get better before this season is over? Yeah, I I hope to see them make strides. I want to see them take that next step because with all this young talent and this young movement, the only thing that this team can do is get better as these young guys keep getting experience, right? I mean, that's the only way that this team can get better. And if you're gonna build on something, if Ryan Pace and John Fox are looking at this saying, Listen, we're gonna build, I'm I'm gonna give this team the benefit of the doubt. I, I, am I upset? And does it does it anger me when I watch games? Yeah, it does. But if anybody's ever watched my presser or read my pressers and, and see what I have to say about this team, about the work in progress, I knew that this whole situation was going to take three to four years for this team to even be in that conversation of being a top or anywhere close to the NFC North. Because when I look at the NFC North, the NFC North is, I mean, the Packers are still the Packers. You got Aaron Rodgers there. and Him and Jordy Nelson look pretty good this past weekend. All right? They're getting back on their groove. And the dang Vikings look ridiculous. And it just goes to show that defense wins championships. If you have a defense, I never thought that they were going to go in and cause as much havoc on the Panthers like they did yesterday. And you're talking about a team that missing two stars. Two stars. I mean, what Teddy Bridgewater was going to do this year? Ridiculous. And Adrian Peterson struggled out the beginning, I get that, but still AP was going to be AP. After a while, it was going to come in, and everybody was going to be like, "Oh, you know what? AP's back. And then, and then, everybody's like, oh, the Motor City Kitties. Detroit. Oh, man, we look at it on the schedule. That's a win. That's a win for sure. Just check it, mark it up. They almost beat the the Green Bay Packers. There is nothing for certain in the game of football anymore. So where this Bears team sits is on the bottom in the NFC North looking up at all these other teams, right? <laughs> just just staring at all these other teams like, okay, I want to be there one day. So if you're looking at this young talent and you're going to tell me that these are guys – and listen, I watch a lot of these young guys that are you know coming up that we – that could be something, but on this Bears team, but it's still playmakers, um, playmakers. Ryan Pace stressed that around the draft, around the combine. He he stressed, you know, getting more playmakers. And if you would have looked at this Bears roster this year from last year, you can't tell me you didn't think that they were going to be better. Because on, on, I know it's crazy because it's on paper, but if you looked at it on paper – look like they had to be better. Like there was that one point in time I was talking about 10 wins. No, seriously, I was, I was thinking 10 wins. And now I'm sitting here just hoping that I'm not even – now I'm done looking at how many wins this team's – I need them to win a game. Scratch winning a game. I put this in my presser this week. Scratch that. It's not about just winning a game – I need this team to put together a full game of football. Can I see four quarters worth of football? Because that's been the tale this year. Honestly, it's been the tale of two halves of this team. The first two games, first half this team came out and played, second half didn't make the adjustments, and then it was they were dusted. This week it was, this first half, abysmal. Where Like, where were they? Did they show up? And then second half, you started to see them come out and actually play and didn't get, you know, goose egged or only put up three points. I mean, it you started to see. They, this team has to find a way to put together four quarters of football. That's all I want to see. Play 60. Play 60 for me. That's all I want to see. And let's start there before we talk about how many wins this team's going to have or, or or you know, what's next. I'm, listen, I'm not even – I'm not thinking about where, with the draft position. I'm not even thinking about that right now because it still doesn't matter. If you go out and you get somebody – as much as I wanted Dak Prescott to be a Chicago Bear, right, as much – put him in this situation doesn't mean this team is winning. It doesn't – It. it you look at why Dak, Dak is winning games, right? The, the Cowboys aren't like this unbelievable team. But offensively, what, what's going on? He has, he has some guys, a rising star, and he has guys that make plays, and he has a star a wide receiver, a star wide receiver, plus guys that make plays for him. And guess what he's doing and the reason why these young quarterbacks are so successful? They're not turning over the football. They're taking care of the football. And if you take care of the football put you in a situation and uh, the the in the situation to be successful that's why it's not rocket science. Let's stop reading into football like it's this, like it's rocket science. It's not. It comes down to you beating the guy on the other side of you, you making plays when the ball's thrown to you. It comes to you going in at halftime and you figuring out what the adjustments are. You make those adjustments, you come out and you can do better or you and it helps you win the game. It's all about In that moment, you practice so hard, you watch so much film that it becomes like almost second nature. And when you can actually go out and play freely, when you can go out and play freely, man, that's when you play your best football. Kevin White, he's in the spotlight, man. Second year, didn't play last year. The expectations for this young man are through the roof. Through the roof. And rightfully so when you're drafted, where he was drafted, right? But over time, the only time, and he was in the classroom, and I heard so many reporters and so many shows, and everybody say, oh, he's taking metal reps. He's in the meetings. Listen, anybody out there that's ever played the game of football or played a sport in general, it doesn't matter if you are not If you're not comfortable with what you're doing, then you will be hesitant forever until you have you you're familiar with what's going on. And when we're talking about in the NFL, we're talking about some of the greatest athletes in the world are playing this game. And this young man is really trying to figure it out almost on the fly. And it's tough because the more game experiences, the better he'll get. And last night we saw flashes. And what got me is when they were talking about Kevin White on the broadcast, they went and started showing film of him at West Virginia. And the reason why what I saw though, that film, I went and watched his game film before, before last year and I was going, okay, now I see why. He has big play m- potential. He can go, he's got speed, he can get past. So why aren't you running routes that bring out the best in his ability? Why? Last night in game three is the first time I saw plays called for this young man and what he does best. The two guys in the booth talked about it last night. They said that you look at these Bears receivers and which one out of the two main guys with the biggest names that the third guy is the best route runner, Eddie Royal. They are not lying. That's not what Alshon does the best. We saw what he does the best. Give you the stutter, go long, go up, let me get it. I got big hands. I'm bigger than you. I'm a body you. Let me get the football. Kevin White's still learning. Can he be? I, I think that youngster can if he really starts understanding But. Like we said last week, let's stop being cliche. Oh, soon as he knows the route tree, skip all that. Skip all this stuff about the route tree and what this guy needs to do. I know you guys are calling in right now. I I can't pick up the phone right now. I'm, I'm I'm really I'm too heated. I'm too heated. It's all good. I will in a second. I promise you. I I'll pick up the phone. Um. It's tough. This young man has the potential to do something great. He he just, he's going to need the time. And um, last night was the first night that I actually saw him with his speed and use his speed. But his game is, he's physical. He can run. So if he can do that, why am I not seeing him? Why am I seeing him these shallow crosses? Why am I seeing him on these five-yard routes? Right, so why am I seeing him? Give the man four plays. Give him four plays. And if you give him four plays, I think let him understand those four plays. Give him a go route. Give him a post. You can give him whatever else you want. I mean, you could give him a slant, quick slant, and then you could give him the bubble screen. Just give him those plays. Let him learn those. Let him run those. Let him get good at those. Let him get comfortable. Because when he's comfortable – He's going to be able to stop thinking about it. Man, I talked to my dad about this so much back in the day because I used to ask him all the time, like, Dad, why are you so comfortable? Because with, how are you so comfortable when you're out there? Like it, things are always happening. He said, son, listen, I watch so much film. I know what's going to happen before it happens. Like before a guy on the other side even knows what he's going to do, I know what he's going to do. I know where he's going to be. It just lets me... All I need to do is... I'm not thinking about what I need to do. I'm already thinking about my attributes. my What makes me good to be able to get past him because I know where he's going to be already. And I'm already thinking about next step once I get to the second level. So... It's, uh... It's going to be a work in progress, man. Truly, truly a work in progress. I see a lot of people commenting on uh, Facebook Live. Listen... Jose, I fired Dow logins. I don't know if that's the – I don't know if that's what needs to happen. Hold on. Let's answer this phone call real quick. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? There we go. What's going on, man? Who is this? Well, this is Adam
0: from Florida, man. Diehard Bears fan since freaking 83.
2: <laughs> What's going on? Man, you're not even that old, man. What's going on with you? How old are you?
0: 33 and sick
2: and tired of looking what I'm watching. It, it, it's tough, man. You know, it's...
0: Um, it's basics, bro. It's basics, man. They ain't finishing their routes. They ain't blocking. You man, your daddy going over in his grave right now watching these guys.
2: It's it's tough. And I think that's the the hard part. Is we talked, and I was talking about it earlier, about, you know, it's always great to have, you know, great other organizations that you see making strides in your city or other teams that you truly like. Because now... It's 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 like okay I would go through those pains if you were going to show me that there's a reward on the other side like the Cubs did like the Cubs like listen we're going to tear this thing down we're telling you we're gonna, we listen we but this this is all I care about tell me you're going to tear it down don't like add pieces thinking that you're still there when we know you're not there EI the Bears the White Sox it, tear it down and tell us you're going to tear it down the the the, the Bulls Tear it down and then let us sit back. And it's going to be hard for a while. And money for them is probably not going to be the best. But the Bears are in a unique situation because only as of late in the Trestman era did I see people not show up to games or wear bags on their heads being at games. Like, I've never seen that before. My grandpa is from New Orleans, and he told me back in the day about, about fans wearing bags on their heads. And I never, I was like, dude, it's never been that bad in Chicago. And, and through the Trestman era – I actually saw people in the stadium with bags on their heads and I was like, Okay, now it's bad. It's we gotta make a change now.
0: We gotta make a statement, man. Us as Bears fans, I know we're sick and tired of Cutler, man. I know we're sick and tired of Cutler. But the front office made the decision to stick with them. And to be honest with you, I honestly think that we need to have a change in our front in our front office. I really do. I think who's ever Drafting these players, we're making these decisions to keep Cutler, to get rid of Forte, to get a Bennett, to give it all. And look what the Jets are doing right now with Forte. Yeah. Look what happens when we got say a Cedric Benson. Look what happened when we got rid of freaking Edgar Bennett. I mean, come on, man. I mean, look what's going on every
2: every 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 top player we get,
0: we get rid of. Yeah.
2: It's tough, man. Listen, I appreciate you. I feel your pain, man. Uh, keep listening. Keep watching. And call me back next week. we we'll same time, same channel.
0: Hey, man, I got a lot of respect for you, man. Bear down, guys.
2: All right, bear down. Talk to you later.
0: Yep. So,
2: I mean, everybody's feeling the pain right now, man. I get it. I get it. It's rough out here, man. It's rough. It's rough out here. Call me 312-644-4110. I'm still in here. I'm going live. As long as people are watching, I'm going in. So, okay. One thing that really gets me, and we talked. uh Uh-oh. Another phone call. Hold on, everybody. It's going to be a funny way to put this up on the interweb. Hold on. So, I'm going to ask who this is. All right. Who who we who we got man? Who's on the line?
0: Hey, uh, thanks for letting me on. My name's Lucas from Dubuque, Iowa. Oh,
2: oh, oh, Lucas! Listen, man, you're from Dubuque. You're good people with me, man. That's all I care about. I got family in Dubuque, so uh, you know that's that that's where my that's where my family my family's from. My wife is actually went to went to UW Platteville, so I got a lot oh, of a really? lot, lot of family out that way. Yeah, what's going awesome. on?
0: Uh, nothing. I, To be honest, last night, one of the most frustrating things for me as a fan is, you know, just the, it just seems like the lack of pride, like whether it's the fans or if it's ownership or what. I mean, I, I heard you before talking about how this team's four years out. I mean, I can't agree more with you. I don't think it's a lack of, I don't think it's a lack of talent with players yeah. or lack of coaching. It's just, Oh, it's a frustrating time right now and they'll see the a lack of it just seems like a lack of pride and energy within the team it's just it's really uh really depressing.
2: You know what it's what's really, really hard about this is the fact of the injuries that happened. And it's not surprising to me because the injuries were happening during the preseason in, in camp as well, but we're talking about injuries to key guys. And starting out the year, Prinel McPhee was one of those big guys and we watched him last season. When they acquired him, you saw the reason why they got him. Because when he was on the football field and he was healthy, he was a dominant force. He was a guy that could get to the quarterback. And he opened up for everything. And I think things are different. And no one's talking about this. I don't hear anybody saying this right now. But if he's healthy and he's playing, I think Leonard Floyd is a different ball player after three games. Because yeah, i agree. Because – Teams have to focus on him, which makes their double teams It's the way that they have to keep the back end on his side because Purnell is a monster. He's very violent when he plays, which was going to open up for one on one opportunities for Leonard Floyd. And that's where the and that's I, listen, I don't know this for certain, but this is the, that's the big reason why he was added to this team. There's a reason why the Bears went and got him because he is a project. If you thought if you watched this film from college, he, they moved him around. And I talked to Mark Richt at a University of Miami function here in Chicago, and he said the same thing to me. Listen, the dude's a ball player. He just He's 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 a little bit of everything right now. That's how we used him. So he's very, very raw. But he, he is a work in progress. And so I've been saying that. But the reason why they were so happy to get him is because they were hoping that Pernell McPhee was going to be healthy, and that's not the case. So now the expectations for the young man have grown so much because they want him to do more because there's – and I'm not going to take anything away from guy like Willie Young, um, you know, who's who's still a ball player, Sam Macho, those guys. But Purnell is on a totally different level than those guys. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, listen, man, I appreciate you calling in, man. Uh, definitely give me a call back next week. All right. Appreciate it. All Thank right. you, Jared. No problem. Bye. So- I mean, that's just kind of where we're at right now. People are upset. People are mad. I get it. People commenting. Um, It's a rough deal, man. It's a rough deal. 312-644-4110. Call me right now. Got about five minutes left before um, I have to get out of here. I know some people called before and I didn't answer. Uh, I'll take your calls now, though, so you can call me back if you call. There you go. Right there. Hold on. Let's get this going. All right, who we got on the line?
1: My name is Jason Leeds. You call Mansfield, Ohio. I'm originally from Southside Chicago, and Super Bowl 20 was my ninth birthday, brother.
2: Jay, man, thank you for calling, man. I appreciate you. It's uh, it's one of those days. I just wanted to give people an opportunity. Um, You know, I'm not on the air every single day anymore. When I was on the game, and so I, I love radio. So this was an opportunity that have people calling and vent and talk Bears. So I just want to know your feeling about this team, man. How are you feeling,
1: my friend? It's your coaching. It's it's uh, it's a number of things. Keep getting hurt every year, and being here. There's a lot of Browns fans here. I feel their pain as a Bears fan here in Ohio. To keep rooting for this team. This this team was why I wanted to play football ever since I was a kid. I played on, played at Richards High School there in Chicago, Illinois. But just to just to see what's going on with my my Bears is is ridiculous. So we've been waiting too long to finally get something going, and we keep signing players and keep getting hurt.
2: It's, uh, it's ridiculous. It, it it is, it's tough, Jay. It's uh it's it's sometimes you need a lot of luck on your side and sometimes you you watch teams and on teams that I've been on where, you know, my University of Miami team where we won a national championship. I remember
1: seeing you down there. Yeah, I remember yeah. I I was all about that when you when you were playing down there.
2: Yeah, we had we had the luck of the draw of keeping everybody healthy and even that year 2010 with the Bears making their way, you know, when they lost to the Green Bay Packers, NFC Championship. Oh, yeah, that God. season, at least that season, they were very lucky with not having any significant injuries. And it just – sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. I was just saying that this season it didn't seem like it to me, and I knew things would happen because of how it started out with all the injuries during camp. So, it is – it's rough. It's rough, but they have to – they have their backs up against the wall now. They're 0-3, two years in a row. So – Let's see if they can start rattling off some wins. And I think it starts with going up against the Motor City Kitties. But I think people now are talking about the Bears and the Browns. are in the, They're mentioning their names in the same sentence. Are you kidding me? The Bears it's
1: and the Browns. Are the, right it's getting that bad right now. It's getting that bad right now. I go to work, and I'm talking about my Bears because, honestly, when it comes to all sports, the Bears are my third team when it comes down to it. I talk about these guys, and I'm a laughingstock. It's and I still I, I still ride on with my Bears regardless. It'll never change. I've tried, but it's never going to happen. My passion's there. I remember watching your dad on TV as a kid. I remember shaking your dad's hand as a kid and knew I was going to be a Bears fan all time. And I've been having my heart cracked left and right every year other than a couple of years we see him go to the Super Bowl one year, which was sad we lost. But...
2: Listen... It's all good, man. Listen, that's what I'm here for. Hey, hold it down for Bears fans out there. And please, if you see a Buckeye fan, put them in a headlock because, man, I still am upset about them taking a national championship away from us. I but know. That's, hey, I've that's seen another it. story and another podcast for another day, sir. Well, I appreciate you calling, man.
0: All right,
1: thank you. No problem. Yeah, all right, bye.
2: Everybody, it's just one of those cool moments. 312 644 Taking some calls before I get out of here. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a rough one. It's, it's rough. But you know what? Things hopefully can only get better. We'll figure this thing out as we go. It's going to be a process. Bears fans, um, it's different. And we have to understand, we ask for a lot in the city of Chicago. And I know that we expect a lot as well from our teams, from our organizations. Um, but with this Bears team, I need you. I know it's hard to do because we all have this – we, we all work. We work. We try to take our kids to games and our families to games and how much it costs. And I get that. I understand. Um, if you don't go to games, I get that. But I need you to do me a favor. I need you to stand by this team. Stand by this team. Don't give up on this organization. Don't give up on this team. And let's see how this thing shakes out. Because the only way it's going to be by trial and error. And we've been, we've, already, we've been patient for so long, I get it. We've been patient for a long time. We're talking about 30 years of patience, you know. 06 was right there where you felt it was at that moment from that opening kickoff with Devin Hester, that it was that moment. But we're going to get back there, I promise you. It's going to take some time. And it's going to take uh, – we don't know. I'm not saying that the, everything is right with what's going on right now. Things might. There might be more changes that come about. But um, everybody that talks about the Bears and, um, like, the last couple of weeks, I've heard the conversation about the McCaskies and that, you know, people mention them that they need to, you know, fork up and not be – listen – Mr. McCaskey and is is a passionate football fan. He's passionate. I've had I've had conversations with him. Of he's passionate about this man. It's easier said than done when when things are already in motion. Just to make drastic changes. Um, you saw what he said. He was right, and we had a conversation. Virginia wants to see this thing turned around. She's passionate about the game of football as well i'm telling you they are passionate about the game of football you can say all these other things and about money and this and that now, listen i don't like giving – i don't even like i got an i pass man to make sure that i don't have to pay full tolls a dollar 90 that's half of the i pass i'm good let me get that i pass i'm stingy with money too man everybody is and when you have a lot of money you don't want to spend it I it, it's even more so. But you can't tell me that their family is not they're they're passionate about the game of football, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you that. I know firsthand. And if anybody knows firsthand, it's this guy. So trust me. We'll see we'll see how things how things go. Let's see how this season shakes out. We're only 3 games in. It's going to take some time. Let's watch some of this young talent, the youth movement, see if we start seeing guys, you know, taking some action. But everybody gets the blame on this one. It's not just one side of the football. It's everybody. Everybody's got to look in the mirror and figure out what they can do to get better for this week coming up when they get a chance to play the Lions. And you got to not just get the win. Like I said, it's about putting together a complete game of football. If they can do that, we'll see wins or we'll maybe get a win. All right? I appreciate you guys as always. Down and distance here on WGNRadio.com. Affiliated with the arena, it is uh, always a pleasure to be able to talk with Bears fans. We'll be doing this every single week after a Bears game. Uh, hopefully, we'll get some more wins, but the conversation is going to always be open to you. Follow me on Twitter at Peyton Sun, P A Y T O N S U N. If you get S O N, that's my son. And my co host, S D 2 Mike, Sean Davis, not here today, but uh, he'll be with me in the future. So, as always, if you see me on Facebook, Twitter, Be great. I was here. Now I'm gone. Peace.